Thank you for listening to this podcast brought to you by Baylife Church Port Stephen. We hope you find this message challenges and inspires you in your daily Christian walk. For more information, visit www.baylifechurch.org.au. If I get this in, I'll get past. I'll be right. So, um, all right. I've deviated enough. I need to get back on track now. We're starting a new series this morning called A Better Perspective. A Better Perspective. And uh, we've had some great series this year. I've really enjoyed, yeah. Uh, at the start of the year, we had um, uh, If Living an Intentional Life, and uh, we had the, the, the Lost Virtues. And we had the walls and we had lots of individual messages in, that, in amongst that as well. And this one's called A Better Perspective. I want to finish the, the year on a, I don't know, just probably a, a bit easier message, but, but something also that challenges you. But, it, but what we're going to do over these next weeks is look at different verses that have the word better in them. And it may help us get a better perspective on our lives. Um, you know, we're coming towards the end of this year and I know it's a scary thought but tomorrow is the 1st of December and uh, it's like, whoa, how do we get here so quickly? What, what happened to the year? Um, but as we, as we end the year, you know, uh, I just want you to start to think about um, some, some things for next year, you know, how you want to finish this year but how you want to position yourself for next year as well. And, and, and here's some, some reasons why I came up with this series. Um, if you don't know me well, I really like change. I get bored quite easily. You know, it looks like I can do the mundane thing over and over again, but it just bores me, senseless. And I go into autopilot, so I have to go into autopilot to survive. And, and I realised this morning as I was, I was in the shower, as I was counting the house, I know it's hard to concentrate when you're in the shower, but uh, uh, I was in the shower, I was counting the house, and we've actually had 12 houses in 35 years of marriage this year. And... Uh, and so that's about a house every three years we average. And, uh, and basically, <laughs> we're thinking about doing it again just recently. And uh, you know, we've been there five years and we're way above the average, so it's time to move on. And uh, not out of the area, by the way, just, just in a different house. And uh, I, just, I, just, I just get bored with old ha- the houses you live in. I just seem for some reason get bored. And I want a new project, a new adventure, a new thing to do. And, uh, and, and I had to do some real soul-searching almost to go, okay, what is that in me that wants to always do that? And, you know, I can rationalise it. I can make give Robin enough reasons why we should move. I can be really strategic on that. I can come up with the circumstances that will that, help us in that. I can come up with a great argument. I can justify it. Um, but, but there's something I recognise in myself in this process that, that sometimes the change we need isn't necessarily a geographical change. It isn't necessarily a change in circumstances. It isn't necessarily a change in jobs or houses or a physical change at all. But what we really need sometimes is a change in perspective, a better perspective on our current situation. And the Bible talks about it this way, you know, to be transformed by the renewing of our mind out of Romans 12. And, uh, and, and, and some people might even call that a, a paradigm shift. And uh, look, I'm actually going to show you a video. It goes for a little longer than I want it to go, but I actually think it actually powerfully uh, presents this uh, in, in what I'm trying to get to. So let's have a quick, quick look at this, this video if we can. Can we just get those house lights off? We haven't got anyone up there. 
His okay. Well, I meant the screen lights. The, the sound desk has been. Dis- <laughs> Can someone just run up there and turn those lights off for us? Thanks. Every time I'm pulling out, he's right there. Man. And someone needs to talk to his parents. If they're ever at home. What is up with the traffic today? It's always, every day, this intersection's always crowded. I hate pulling out of here. I need some of these dumb roads. Oh, there's... (sighs) Okay, so I'm not even here. Right. Great lady. Princess of Parkin. Sure. Take this spot. Way to be considerate. Oh, are you kidding me? Unbelievable. Oh. Thank you, ma'am. Oh, it's about time. Let's see, what do I want? Uh, yeah, could I add a cookie to that order? Yeah, no problem. Yeah, uh, no problem, only guy in the world. I'm sure you need your cookie. The world, your oyster, and he's serving her cookie. Thank you so much. Uh-huh. What can I get for you? Uh, yeah, I'll have a tall decaf macchiato. Yeah, sure, no problem. $3.85. And, uh, it might take a few minutes here. We've got quite a line, obviously, and thanks for your patience. Great. Yeah, <laughs> great. Great for me. Waiting again. Unbelievable. What? What am I supposed to do? How can I how can I do anything about that? Can I even help with that? I don't your copy, sir. Oh. I can't I can't take this anymore. I gotta get out of here. Hey, watch it.
Yeah. Sorry about the quality of that. It wasn't great quality, but I just thought it made the point of getting a better perspective. Um, you know, that, that we all need to get a better perspective in our lives. And, uh, and, uh, and it's not quite as easy as putting on a pair of glasses, of course. Um, you know, we had our Thanksgiving dinner last Saturday night and uh, it, it was great, but it got me thinking about thankfulness. And, and when we change our focus, it opens our minds and our hearts to be truly thankful about the life we currently are in rather than thankless. You know, I don't know about you, but I can be like that guy. I can be rotten kid in the drive and, you know, and, and someone takes my park at the shopping centre or, or, you know, you get in there and there's a long line coffee and I'm going, and you're growling. And, and you don't realise, just by taking a better perspective, looking at it differently, things can change a lot. And, um, you know, and another thing that, that confirmed that for me this week, it was I was just talking to my brother in the week and he's not a Christian, He's been building this business over about six or seven years. And it's been really hard work. He's done quite well. Uh, but he, in the last six months, he just wants to get out of it. He just had it. He just had a gutful of it. And he said, I'm just worn out. I don't want to do any more. Took some time off, came back, still wanted to get out. So tried to sell his business. And he said this to me on the phone. He said, I just woke up one morning. And he said, instead of thinking how hard the day was going to be, how busy I was going to be, how... Um, how much the customers were you know, wanting urgent service and, and uh, he, he said these words which stunned me a little he said I started to think how blessed I am and actually the words he used I went whoa maybe you're closer than I thought you were he said how blessed I am to have a, a building business how blessed I am to have a full life how blessed I am to have money to spend on food how blessed I am uh, that the business is growing and many aren't, uh, that I could help people, employ people, serve people. And it was just stunning. It was just like, man, I wish I could get you up here to preach that message because that's a, that's a great message. And, and since then, he's been thoroughly enjoying his business in a new way that it has, and it's actually grown significantly, significantly in the last month. And all it took was a better perspective, a different way of looking at things. And, and you know, it's like this... Um, I heard a, a riddle, a kid's riddle once that said, oh, actually I did write it down, what did it actually say? Um, on, a, on one day in a large lake, if there was one uh, lily pad and it took 30 days to fill up the lake with the lily pad and the lily pads reproduced, that one at, like doubled themselves each time, just one by one, uh, which day was the day for being half full? If it was 30 days we're talking about, it's actually on the 29th day. It's half full. On the 30th day, it's full. And I think our lives are like that sometimes. You know, if, if we're just around the corner from a breakthrough, but sometimes we've got to hang in there long enough, get a different perspective on, on what's going on. And, and, and for, for me, this series is a great way to start with this. And, and the first part we're looking at is, is better is one day. You know, and as I said, we are coming into this year. It's good to think about next year. But, but who here would like a better year next year than they've had this year? Put up your hand if you'd like a better year next year. I think we'd be crazy if we didn't, really, wouldn't we? You know, seriously. I think we all would want a better year next year than we've had this year. And the, the, the tragic thing for many of us, in our, people in our culture, people pursuing what we call the good life, 
We want nice things, we want comfort, we want convenience, we want fun and, and there's nothing wrong with those things as long as God has all our heart in the process of that, as long as God is first in that. Uh, but the, the tragedy is so many people are settling for a good life when God has something indescribably better for us, a better perspective, a better way to look at our life. And, and the key thought in this, this series is we're, we're going to have to let go of the good things to grab a hold of the better. We're going to have to let go of the good things in life sometimes to get a hold of the better that God, God has got for us. You know, we're going to look at Psalm uh, 84, verse 10. I'm going to start with verse 1 and 2 just to give it a bit of context. And uh, I think we should have that up on the screen. Yep, that's good. So if you want to um, open your Bibles, or I will have most of them up on the screen here this morning. And the psalmist is talking to God and says this, How lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord Almighty. And I love this language. The psalmist says this, My soul yearns, even faints for the courts of the Lord. Now if you're not used to reading the Bible or maybe not used to the Old Testament language, courts of the Lord, and why would you want to yearn to be in the courts of the Lord? Well, it's actually about God's presence. It's it's like a picture or a description of that. It's the presence of God that the psalmist is actually uh, yearning for, even faints for. And and God is in the temple in the Old Testament. Um, So people go in the courts, they're close to God's presence as they could. My soul yearns, even faints for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. And here's the main verse that, that I wanted to get to. The psalmist says this, better is one day in your courts. In other words, better is one day in your presence than a thousand elsewhere. I'd rather be a doorkeeper. Now, the doorkeeper is like a, a quite a low job you know, in the, in the temple. I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of the wicked. I'd rather one day in the house of the Lord, one, just one day, I, I would like to be in your courts, God, than a thousand elsewhere. I'd rather be a doorkeeper, the lowest job in the house of my God, than dwell in the tents of the wicked. Now, just think about that. A thousand days, about three years. So he's happy to have one day is better than three years doing the other thing. One day is better. And, and I just, it just gives us a, a stark picture of that, doesn't it? One day with God is better than a thousand days elsewhere. And the problem is so many people don't believe this. <laughs> they just don't believe it. And in fact, the truth is I didn't believe it for years, for many years. You know, before I was a Christian, I thought Christians were stupid and deceived. Truly, I did. I really did. I thought, how could you believe in that stuff? Like it just, it just doesn't make sense. And, and, you know, you have to get up early and go to church and sit through some dead boring message and church service and, and why would you want to follow a bunch of rules anyway and, and uh, why would you want to be miserable and legalistic and judgmental when, when you can be like me, fun and party guy, you know? And, uh, and, and the trouble is it catches up on you. It catches up on you. Somewhere along the line it'll smash you. Somewhere, and it might be a year, it might be five, it might be ten, it might be twenty, somewhere along the line it just catches up on it. Sin will catch up on it. And, and here's the thing. I had to think whether I should say this or not, but but sometimes sin is fun. Like, it actually feels fun when you're doing it. But I'm telling you, it's going to catch up on you and it's going to smash us at some stage in the future. You know, and and I thought this was a good analogy. 
Sin is a lot like a sneeze, right? A sneeze feels good, that instantaneous when you, you sneeze and you get it out there, but then there's snot everywhere. There's mess everywhere. And guess what? You're trying to clean it up all over the place and it always leaves a stain. Always leaves a stain. Just <laughs> think of sin and snot. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the way it works. And you know, the truth is, I didn't think one day with God is better than a thousand others. I just didn't. And, um, and you might feel that way this morning if you're here visiting us here this morning. Um, but I hope through the power of the Holy Spirit, through the, the words, through the scriptures, through, through God leading you, that will convince you, maybe not today, but one day, that better is one day in the courts of our God than a thousand otherwise. Uh, and you say, well, what, how or why is it better? You know, and, and I just want to give you some this morning because God's ways are higher than our ways. His ways are better than our ways. His love is better than life. With, with God, a, a day with God is, is because Christ has given us his forgiveness, forgiveness of sins. We are separated from our sins in God's eyes as far as the east is from the west. As far as the east is from the west, our sin is gone. He doesn't hold us against, against us ever again. A day with God is better because we have the security of knowing that, that we are part of the family of God. We have each other's support. The people have our back, that we're, you know, that we're loved and we're a part of something significant. You know, one day uh, with God is better because of the joy unspeakable. Our happiness is based on, not on the happenings of the world, the joy based on who God is and what God says. You know, a, a day with God is better because it's, it's no matter what we're going on in our life, we have this supernatural peace that transcends all understanding. That, that you just can't understand when you're not church, like when you're not a Christian. You don't know what that, that looks like or sounds like or feels like. One day with God is better because we have this divine calling and a divine purpose in our life. We're actually here for a purpose. And when we understand that, we understand one day with God is better than the other thousand days. I'm telling you. One day with God is like this divine calling we have. And, 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 you know, and, we, and when we wake up, we know that God knew us before we even formed in the womb. He, knew, he knows everything about He knows how many hairs are on our head. And he has ordained our days. It's written in the book of life for each one of us. You know, it, even before we're born, we have a unique call, a unique purpose. We have his power in our lives to, to, to overcome all that comes to us. And, and, and there will be battles. There will be storms. There absolutely will be. We have his provision one day with God. We have his provision Everything we need, everything we need, not some things, everything we need for life and for godliness. You know, that's something to be excited about. That's something to understand that one day is worth more than a thousand otherwise. And, and I'm not saying you'll never have trials. I'm not saying you'll never have storms. I'll never have, you, that you won't have a hard time somewhere in your life. Because it's simply not true. It's simply just not true. But in the middle of the storm, I know I'd rather be with Jesus in the boat than on the shore by myself. I'd rather be with Jesus in the boat because one day with him is better than a thousand otherwise. How do we get a one day with God? We're going to look at some of that this morning and uh, I'm going to have to move a little quicker than I have been. You know, if you'd asked me this even a little while ago, a few years ago, I would have said, well, 
how to spend a day with God, where you start your day with Bible reading and, and study and, and do that, and then you go and do your day. And, you know, that's, that's a reasonable answer, really. If you start your day with Bible reading and prayer and then you go and do your day, at least that's better off than doing nothing. But, but the problem is, um, I understand for years that you had, they were two separate things. And, and there's the devotional spiritual time and then there's the normal time. And, and even, as a, even as a pastor, sometimes, it's hard to, to crack those, you know, to, to keep those things together because they seem to just naturally separate and you get into work mode. Um, and what I want to do to encourage you towards is believe and move, position yourself for a, a biblical day with God. And, and I've got this, this um, sentence written down. Live with an ongoing, unending awareness of God's presence. Live every day, every second, every minute, every hour, every day. Live with an ongoing, unending awareness of God's presence. God is with you. He is guiding you. He's comforting you. He's convicting you. He's speaking to you. You, know, you just don't have time with God. You actually have, you have to do life with God in his presence. You know, and, and the, the Bible actually says that you and me, if you're, you're a Christian here, we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. We actually have the Holy Spirit that reside in us and with us every step of the way. And we choose whether to connect with that or not. We choose to allow the frustrations, the, the busyness, the, the, the stuff that comes at us on every day to keep us from the presence of God. And I'm telling you, that's the time when we need it the most. You know, in the tough times, we need the presence of God. You know, in the busy times, we need the presence of God. You know, Bill Hybels wrote a book, Too Busy Not to Pray. And that's the way it should be. We should just get up another half an hour earlier if, if, if you've got a busy day planned and get with God at the start of the day, you know. And, and, and if we can have a day with God, we can have a week with God. And if we can have a week with God, we can have a month with God. And if we have a month with God, we can have a year with God. It's amazing when you think about it. You know, it's, it's what Paul says in, in Colossians 3.17. He says, whatever you do, whatever you do, if you're driving your car, if you're texting your friend, you shouldn't do those two things at the same time, by the way. But if you're going to the supermarket, you're studying for your exam, you're practising for football, whatever you're doing, whatever you're doing, whether in word or in deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Everything in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. It doesn't matter how insignificant. It doesn't matter whether you're mowing the lawn. You know, in fact, I think God speaks to me most when I'm mowing the lawn or I'm gardening. When, you, when your, your brain's just sort of checked out and you're just sort of talking to God but not really with any agenda, it's just like a, a conversation. And, and I think God speaks to me the most in those sort of circumstances. When I'm walking on a beach, you know, I can just about guarantee there'll be wise voices there because one will be my wife, of course. The other one will be the Holy Spirit if, if there's enough space. And, and you know... <laughs> <laughs> oh look out I'm gone for it when I get home but um, you know and sometimes God speaks to you so clearly in those, those, those you know, you're watching the waves crash and, and you're looking at nature and, and, and just God seems to speak in those places for me whatever you do whether in word or in deed do it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ better is one day with God than a thousand elsewhere so how do we go and how do we have a day with God? I'm going to try and give you some habits here to set up this morning to finish off with here. You know, how do we develop those habits in our lives? 
um, ha- have an open, unending, uh, ongoing uh, relationship with God, with the presence of God in our lives. And the first one is this. Develop the habit of constant communication with God. Develop a habit of constant communication with God. You know, um, 1 Thessalonians 5, verses 16 to 17 says this. Be joyful always. Be joyful always. And how should we pray? What should we pray? Pray continually. And another version says pray without ceasing. In other words, pray all the time. And I don't know about you, but it's difficult for most of us. You know, for me sometimes, you, know, you start praying, you know, dear God, I love you so much. Please help so and so. Oh, it's garbage day, isn't it? I should have put the garbage out this morning. And, and uh, you know, and, and what's that noise? What, what's going on over there? You know, and, and it's just like you get distracted and, and, oh, dear God, I love you so much. And, and it's almost impossible, it seems, to stay in that place of prayer, you know. And, and uh, um, <laughs> when you can't even pray for five minutes, how do you pray continually? Well, that seems impossible. But, but what I want to do this morning is just challenge you with a, a, a habit of having a, con- a constant communication with God to include God in every part of your day, every decision, every, every conversation, every thought. Consider what God would think about that. And, uh, and you know, I, I don't know about you, but uh, um, I just thought this is a good analogy. I'm going to run out of time, unfortunately. But, but, you know, I don't know about you, but a lot of us carry these things around with us a fair bit don't we you know and uh and and you know most of us have got phones these days and 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 uh um actually funny thing who carries these to the toilet come on put up your hand yeah come on be truthful my wife did and and she has always in the back pocket now i usually got my hands full when i go to the toilet so don't take the phone with me but but uh robin <laughs> and I'm not skiting, just saying. Robin one day came out, out of the, I think it was at the office, wasn't it? And she said, I've lost my phone. I can't find my phone anywhere. I said, I haven't seen it. I, I don't know where it would be. And, and uh, so anyway, she, she looked around everywhere and, and couldn't find it. And uh, so I think she went. And, and I went to go to the toilet. In the bottom of the bowl, there was the phone sitting right in the water, right down the bottom there. And uh, uh, so I'm not sure... I'm not sure why I told you that, but uh, um, it's a good story. Anyway, um, but the, the point is, this is the point, that's right. Um, this thing helps us stay connected with God, uh, with people. Okay, not with God. Concentrate, Greg. This thing helps us stay connected with people and you can just send a text message, you know, if you're on Twitter, it's like, what is it, 140 characters or something? Oh, I love that. I can just say a few words you know, I do Twitter, I don't do Facebook because I, I, I look at some of the people, things people write and I go, get a life. Seriously, get a life. And, 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 you know, and so for me, Twitter works well because it's 140 characters. That's not very much, by the way. And, and texting I do quite a lot of, you know, with my family, with my friends, with, with loved ones, with, with um, church stuff. It's great just to be able to set off a text and, and hopefully they get it and hopefully it's taken care of. And it's a good way to think about for... Actually, there's a couple of messages here. I, I had one from Mark there this morning saying, I hope you have a good Sunday. And uh, there's one from my wife here as well, which I, I didn't expect. She said, gee, you're preaching good and gee, you look good. And I won't read the rest because that's a private, so we'll, we'll keep that for, for later. So a bit, bit embarrassed. So 
<laughs> She's not looking impressed. Um, okay, where was I? Short communications are bursts of communication. That's what I was talking about. So you can actually talk to God just like you text. You can go, God, I'm in this situation. What a great sunrise, what a great sunset, what beautiful music. Thank you, God, for, for doing that, blessing me in my life. Whatever it is, you can actually do it like a text message, like a, a Twitter, like just constantly sending messages to God in prayer. And we can live our lives like that. I'm telling you, we can live that in, on our phones. Now, look out, David Kinnan sent me a message now. I, I won't read it. It'll distract me. Um, <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'm feeling so distracted now. Um, where am I going? Okay, use, use your prayers with God unceasingly, just constant prayer with God, just like a text. I'll probably get a thousand texts here this morning now. Um, okay, let me do the second one. Instant obedience to God. So there's the first one, is like that develop habit of constant communication with God. The second one is instant obedience to God. Constant communication with God and then instant obedience. Galatians 5.25 Since we live by the Spirit, let us... Keep in step with the Spirit. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. And and here's the deal. If we're constantly communicating with God, if we're constantly in his word, if we're constantly in that communication, I'm telling you, you will walk with God. You will step out with God. You'll be in in line and keep in step with him in that process. You know, I don't know about how many of you are doing a Bible reading plan. And I'm not saying this is the only thing you do. But, but if you do a Bible reading plan, you know if you, you can do the New Testament or you can do the New and Old Testament, but I know if you do that over a year, you will read the whole Bible every year. Now, I know that's a discipline. I know my wife thinks that's, that's really boring to do it that way. But for me, I know every year I do that. So I know for a fact I've probably read the Bible uh, about 14 or 15 times now. You know, just because I constantly read that, that one year in a um, plan and, and so I'm, I'm through the Bible every year. Now of course I have to do other reading and it's not just that but, but it's a part of our discipline. It's actually how God speaks to us through the Bible. We get to know the scriptures. We actually, God speaks to us and, and shows us um, uh, his word for us. He'll, he'll speak to us through that word, through the memory of those scriptures at some stage. At some stage. And, and the, the spirit will prompt us through those things as well. So, so keep in step with the Spirit. It's, it's praying and it's, it's reading his word and getting into that. And the third thing is to get finished on time is a daily desperation for God. So we've got develop a habit of constant communication with God and instant obedience to God and a daily desperation for God. A daily desperation for God. You know, the, the psalmist said there, my soul yearns for you. My soul yearns for you. My soul, my heart faints for the living God. And... Uh, uh, and I don't know about you, but I, I don't normally talk in those sorts of terms. You know, I don't normally say I'm yearning for God and my heart faints for you, God. And, and it's sort of weird. Why, why wouldn't we? You know, why wouldn't why wouldn't we be like David, the, the psalmist? Why wouldn't we want to do that? And, and, and you know, Psalm 63 is just a psalm I've read for a long time. I just love it. And verses one to three, David says this: "O God, you are my God." Earnestly I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My body longs for you. In a dry and weary land where there's no water, I've seen you in the sanctuary and behold your power and your glory because your love, your love is better than life. 
my lips will glorify you because your love is better than life. Oh God, you are my God. Earnestly I seek you. Earnestly I seek you. My soul thirsts for you, Lord. You know, I'm telling you, if we lean into God like that, I'm telling you there'll be a difference in the way we see our lives, we do our lives, we'll have a, a different perspective on life. If we lean into God, my body longs for you, God, in a dry and weary place. No matter what circumstances you're going through, if you're feeling dry in God or if you're tired, doesn't matter. doesn't matter. Earnestly I seek you. I've seen you in the sanctuary. I behold your power and your glory because your love is better than my life. Better is one day in the courts than a thousand elsewhere. Better is one day in your courts, God, than a thousand anywhere else. You know, here this morning, I know I've been a bit frivolous on the way through, but I just pray one day with God, you'll get that. I just pray, just, just understand that one day with God is better than a thousand elsewhere. And I know there's lots of distractions in life. There's lots of things that look like they're good things. But I'm telling you, God's called you with a particular purpose for your life, a calling. And, and he's got it ready for you. You've just got to step into it. You've got to be in relationship with our God. Get a better perspective on where you're at. Lift your eyes. You know, lift your, I've been through a season like that. I had my eyes down. And this morning I'm just praying. You lift your eyes. Lift your eyes. Recognize one day with God is better than a thousand without him. Let's pray. Let's pray. Hmm. Father, I pray that you plant this truth deep in our hearts this morning, God. And God, that we would be forever different because of that. We'll be transform your word transforms us Lord God as we consider our year that, that's been this year 2014 God I, I pray as we look forward to next year we'll, we'll start to understand that we want to do life with that ongoing unending awareness of God's presence in our life God we want to walk with you we want to walk in step with you God in the same strides as you Father through your Holy Spirit we want to line up with what you want for our lives. We want to be in that constant communication, that instant obeying and that desperately seeking and needing you. God, we thank you so much for this year, but God, we are looking forward to something better for next year. And it'll be through your presence in our lives, your presence in our lives. You know, here this morning... I know there's lots of people that are in tough positions. And I just want you this morning, just while all the eyes are closed, just if you're in a tough position now and you just need, you recognise you need God's presence in your life, I just want you to be brave and just put your hand up. Just go, yep, Greg, that's me. I'm in a tough, tough season. I need God's presence. Just stick it up real quick. You don't have to, just, just take some action just to recognise that. Father, we need your presence. You see that. God, one day with you, one day in your presence is like a thousand otherwise. And here this morning, there'll be people here that maybe are saying, look, 
I haven't even started this. You know, I'm pursuing the good life. I don't think I need any of that stuff, you know. And, and But I want you to think about this. That all our sins are forgiven. That we will seal our eternity, our, our destiny and eternity. It's secure because of God, his love for us. And... Uh, and to wake up with a divine purpose, a peace and an empowerment and recognise that we were put here for a particular purpose and, and to outwork that purpose in our lives. It's a much better way of life. It's a much better perspective. And Jesus Christ paid the price on that cross for our sins, for you and for me, every single one of us. He was without sin. He died on that cross. His blood, his suffering... He died, he rose again and he was a better sacrifice than what the Old Testament talks about. He was the perfect sacrifice. You know, what do you have to do this morning if you don't know him? It's just acknowledge him. Just acknowledge him and say, you know what? I want to get to know you more. I want to get to know more about this. And if that's you this morning, I'm just real simple. If you want to make that first step in this journey, or maybe you've been away from God and you realise you, you want to come back to him. Just know that one day his courts is better than a thousand out there. Maybe that's you this morning. I just want you to be real brave and go, that's me, Greg. That's me, God. Just put up your hand if that's you this morning. Just put up your hand. Real quick, just stick it up. Just stick it up. That's fine. Thanks. Lord, you know where we are. God, we want to, to dwell in the house of the Lord. We, we want to dwell with you. We want your presence to go with us every step of the way. And so, Lord, this morning I pray, Lord, that you've, you've helped change our perspective, given us a, a better perspective on how to do that, Lord. And that, Lord, we choose to outwork that every single day of our lives, God. We choose to be different from this point forward. We choose to lean into you, God, to have that constant communication, to be that instant obedience, to have that desperation, for you in our lives. We pray that in your precious name, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Come on, let's give God a great big applause this morning. Thanks for listening to the message today brought to you by Baylife Church. We hope the message leaves you feeling challenged and inspired to live out your Christian walk. Please tune in again for next week's message.